Is self-care selfish? Sounds like a silly question to even ask because logically, most people would probably say something like self-care is not selfish and it's actually important and that everybody should do it. But do we? Generally, I work with women who have anxiety. And even though they know they should practice self-care, they don't. And in some cases, they can't. You see, all of us have this, but women with anxiety really have this challenge. We get beliefs and rules that we've created from the time we were young all the way up to now that say something like, to be a good wife, I need to put my marriage first. To be a good mother, I need to put my kids first. To be a good employee, to be good in my job, to be a good entrepreneur, to be a good whatever project, a PTA mama, you know, whatever it is that we do outside of our home. I've got to do that first. Or maybe it's something like, I've got to have my housework done, my yard work done. All of these different types of work or busy things or different roles that we play, we put all of those things first before we put self-care on the list. Now, somewhere along our timeline, we've all done this, we created those beliefs or those rules. Or possibly somebody like a loving mother or grandmother helped shape and create those rules or beliefs for you and you've carried them as they were your own. And there's nothing wrong with that. We've all done things like that. The problem is, even though those those um, rules or beliefs were really good, for your mom or your grandma, they might not align for you and your current situation or your current life conditions. So it could be the right rule, but the wrong time. Or maybe it's the wrong rule, but it is the right time. So it's something to look at very carefully and decide where did my beliefs and rules come from And are they working for me right now? It's something to ponder. And I would even encourage you to take a few minutes right now and pause this podcast and ponder on it for a minute or journal about it. What are your rules or your beliefs about self-care? And are they yours? And are they right for this time and season of your life? Now, hopefully you pause for a moment and pondered these questions and hopefully even discovered some things about what you believe around self-care. Now, some of my clients, when they've done exercises like this, these are some of the discoveries they've made. Maybe some of them you share. Some of them have decided that they'll take time for themselves after And they all have something after, whether it's retirement, whether it's their career, whether it's after the kids leave home, after, you know, whatever it is, they'll do it after. They'll do it after. 
I'll do my heart's desire, what I was meant for and called to do on this planet, but I'm going to do it after. And that's okay. But sometimes after doesn't come and then you miss a life of fulfillment, of confidence, of increased self-esteem. Because those are just a few of the gifts you get by practicing daily self-care. Some clients have also discovered things like, well, I can't do self-care right now because everything I want to do is expensive and I don't have the money for that. Well, self-care does not have to be expensive. It can be. Sometimes we can splurge and go get pedicures or massages or take a vacation or pick up a new hobby or a hobby that we haven't been able to do for a while. But those things are really big. They take time and money and organizing. And so it makes it hard to do them every single day. But we don't want money to be an excuse why we don't take self advantage of self-care either. So that's a toughie. I've also had women say, well, I've got little kids. I've got a baby. I'm just lucky if I get two or three hours of sleep at night or a shower once a week. So we have to be careful with what is our self-care? What does it mean for us? What does it look like for this time and season of our lives? And we're going to get to that in just a minute. But before I do, I want to share an idea with you. So just brainstorm for a minute. Just ponder on this new idea. What if I told you that by not giving yourself self-care time every day, that you are being selfish. Not doing self-care is selfish. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but what if that's true? You see, when you don't take care of yourself and when you're at the very, very bottom of your to-do list, the one that never gets finished, so you never get the time or the, the care that you need, then when you show up as a wife, when you show up as a mother or the PTA president or an employee or an entrepreneur or whatever it is you're doing, you're showing up run down cranky and tired and you're not your best and that's not fair to the people or the projects that you're involved in they deserve the best you they deserve the very best you so what if you take a few minutes each day and you find something that helps meet your needs either helps you be filled up or energized or maybe feel more peace. But whatever you do as it's building you up and creating a better self-esteem and more confidence, then you show up giving yourself, which is the best gift. That's what people need from you. That's what people connect with. Your light, your peace, your happiness, your joy, your confidence. That's what the people around you and the projects around you need. Not you showing up tired and run down, worn out. That's selfish. That's putting you 
in a place where you're not your best, that's not good. It's not good for you and it's not good for them. Now, again, I know I said it sounds harsh. I know. No woman, no good woman wants to be called selfish because actually she, she's been doing what she thought was being selfless. By putting herself at the bottom and putting everybody else before her, she has this ruler belief that she's being the good person. She's putting everybody else first. She's being loving and she's doing what God would want her to do, what her mama would want her to do, what she wants to do. All of those things are really good, but we need to make sure that we're doing all those good things filled up. So how do we do that? Because that's the next piece. Even if we decide in our head, okay, I'm going to figure this out, but how? How do I do that with a little kid? How do I do that when I'm taking care of someone with special needs or elderly? How do I do that when I'm working a full-time job and I come home and I'm just exhausted? How do I do it? And so that's where in this moment where those little doubts and fears start to creep in, where the excuses start to creep in, where we start saying, I don't have time, I don't have money, I don't have energy, I have kids, I don't have the resources, I don't have the tools, whatever it is, this is that moment when it's going to creep back in. And so that's why we start with something tiny because you're right, you're tired, you don't need another big to do on your list. You need something small, something tiny. I call these things two millimeters um, projects because these little two millimeter actions, they're so small and so simple, you can't fail at them. You can't miss, it doesn't mess up your schedule if you take two minutes to do something. These are tiny, tiny two millimeter in size action steps that you're going to take every day, hopefully several times a day. But they're so tiny, it's going to be like you didn't even, ha- it, it was just easy. It was just easy. You didn't even have to rearrange anything or do anything special. It was just so easy. So these t- um, two millimeter actions, like I said, are so small, they only take a few minutes and they cost little or no money. So let me give you a few examples because you're probably going, Rachel, I don't know even where to start or what you're talking about. So let me give you some examples and then we'll bring it all again full circle for you. So hang in there with me for just a few more minutes. One of the things I mentioned in the last podcast, which we did, was called um, it's called my lotion strategy. And it's actually in the episode called Can I Pray My Anxiety Away? And so I encourage you to go listen to that um, podcast. It's about three quarters of the way, give or take, through the episode if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, but you want to catch the lotion strategy. But that only takes a few minutes each day, and it helps you turn off your anxiety alarm, and it does something loving for you, not for anybody else. It's for you. And you can do it if you have little kids or if you're at work or anywhere. It's in your car even. It's so simple. And it's so simple that a lot of ladies think, oh, it's not going to work or I'm not going to do it. But that is why it works. So I encourage you to check out the lotion strategy. Some other really simple things that are two millimeters in size, only take a few moments and are little cost or no cost, would be listening to some music. 
Music is such an empowering tool. It can pump us up. It can calm us down. But music, most of us have access to some form of music, so it doesn't usually cost you anything. And you can put it on your phone or have a um, have something queued up handy somewhere so that when you have two minutes, you can turn that on and just connect with you and yourself and the music for two minutes. That's self-care. That's doing something loving for you. Another thing could be just reading for two or three min- uh, two or three verses of scripture. I didn't say have a big um, study session that's meaningful and deep. I'm just saying just open up your scriptures and feast on the power of the book just by opening it, by sitting down and opening it. And, you know, if you like the paper ones, the, the actual book, open it, get that scripture power, just feel it. There's an energy that comes just by opening the book. Flip through, find two or three verses. It only takes a few minutes and it doesn't cost you anything. But that is another thing that you do for you, that's loving for you. Um, maybe we don't have even time to pull out a book. Well, that's okay. Thank goodness we have resources, apps. So you can get scriptures on your phone now. Listen to a church hymn or whatever thing that helps connect you with God that can just take a couple minutes is really powerful and will fill you up with self-love and self-care. Now, speaking of reading, there's been studies that show that reading a good book, like a really good book that you're really um, engrossed in, that you really are excited to open up, not a textbook, like something that's a good story or a, something that you like to learn about, something that's really engaging for you. Six minutes of reading that book that you love lessens anxiety. So if you're lessening your anxiety and you're taking a few minutes doing something that you love, six minutes, that's self-care. That's self-love. That's doing something good for you. There's also been another study that shows 17 seconds. So maybe if you don't even have two minutes, 17 seconds of smiling, even if the smile is fake and forced, 17 seconds can help change your mood and help you feel a little bit better. And guess what? You can do that anywhere. 17 seconds is self-care. Another one that's really fun is laughing. Real, real sincere laughing or fake laughter. It doesn't matter. In fact, sometimes fake laughing is better because it forces you to get out of your comfort zone and to be silly for a minute. But laughter helps release all those feel-good chemicals and hormones in your body. That is something that is self-care, that's loving, that you're doing for you. And you have the power to release those feel-good hormones and chemicals in your body anytime you want. That's self-care. Isn't it amazing? There's little, little, teeny, tiny things that you can do throughout your day that are self-care. And like I said, the more you practice little moments of self-care throughout the day, your self-esteem improves, your confidence improves, but also you're loving yourself. And you deserve to be on the top of the list, not the bottom of the list. I'll share a fun little um, example with you. Um, I had a woman call me, a woman who is 
always upbeat, positive, optimistic. She's one of those women that people are just drawn to because she's just always happy and full of light and full of God's light. Whenever you're around her, you can just feel that energy in her. And she called me and she said, I don't know what is wrong. I don't know what to do. I'm struggling so much. And it's been this way for a couple of weeks. And I'm just... I can't, I don't, I don't know what to do because this has never happened to me before. I, I just don't know what to do. And we talked for a few minutes and I realized something. In those last few weeks where she was struggling, she'd had a baby and she'd also moved and she had other children and she was super busy. Her husband was away at work and so she had a very, very full load. So as she described her last few weeks and some of the things that had happened to her while she was, her energy and her mood were declining, I said to her, what did you forget to do? In all of that overwhelm and craziness and having a baby and dealing with the hormones and and taking care of your children and being tired and moving, what was it that you were doing before that in all of that craziness that you forgot to do? She's like, I don't know. I'm going to think about that. And we talked for a little longer and then we hung up. And 20 or 30 minutes went by and I got a message from her. And she said, I figured it out and I feel so much better. I'm back to my old self. And I said, what did you do? And she said, I curled my hair. And this is a woman that curled her hair normally every day on a regular basis. That's something she liked to do for her. And it was something that was part of her routine. But with having a baby and moving and all the other responsibilities she had on her plate, she'd been pulling her hair up in a hat or a ponytail or a bun, and she hadn't done her hair. Isn't it amazing that when we do do self-care, how good we can feel? So, and then if we stop... Our body and our spirit misses it because it needs it. So this woman realized really quick, oh, wait, I just needed a few minutes to curl my hair. Life changing. It didn't take counseling sessions or tons of therapy or medications or she just needed a few minutes of self-care. Now, there's one more reason besides showing up and giving yourself the giving yourself as a gift, the best version of you in all that you do. And besides feeling peace and confident and um, your spirit full of light and energy, besides all of those really good reasons why we should practice daily self-care, there's one more. And that is your child, your daughter, your granddaughter. And if you don't have kids, maybe it's another, um, a sister, a colleague, a friend, who knows, maybe you have a niece, but there's somebody who's going to be watching you and how you live your life. And she's going to need you to role model for her how to practice daily self-care and the importance of it. Now, your mom may or may not have done that. I don't know. Maybe your mama was one of those that said, no, I can't put myself at the top of the list. I got to put myself at the bottom of the list. I got to take care of everybody and everything else first. And that's okay. We do different things at different times in our and different seasons of our lives. 
And there are going to be times and seasons where we're going to have to extend ourselves a little grace and not beat ourselves up. Because we might not be able to do it how do self-care how we want, when we want, and as often as we want. But we do the best we can every day. And we need to role model that for those who are watching us. They don't need to go through what we did, which is those labels of I've got to be perfect in everything and I've got to take care of everybody before I take care of me. You have the power to change that for someone else and to help improve their lives right now today by just starting to practice your own self-care. So don't let excuses, don't let doubts, don't let fears stop you from doing self-care. See, don't forget, Satan wants you to stay stuck and small and fearful and doubt because that puts you in the dark. That keeps you sad. That keeps you small or stuck. And you see, that makes him happy. But your God, your Heavenly Father, he loves you. He wants you to make progress. And he wants you to step out into the light. And he loves you. And he wants you to love you too. He wants you to realize that you have divine DNA, a divine potential, and that you deserve love and care and respect just like anybody else does and that means we start by doing that for ourselves so that we can then role model that for others so take a few minutes today brainstorm what can I do get creative get curious what can I do that's two millimeters in size that I could do today and maybe find two or three things because days change and schedules change and routines change. So find a few things that you can keep in your back pocket to help you practice daily self-care. You deserve it. Love yourself enough to give yourself that gift. And then in the meantime, have an anxiety-free, and a gratitude-filled day.